0: Is. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm your host, Rampage the Misfit. And you're tuned in to Misfit Mind, where I bring you everything, movie and music. Here Here is, the one, on the only Rampage the misfit, I'm 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 your host. What's up, boys and girls? and all my misfits around the world. I'm your host, Rampage the Misfit, and you're tuned in to Misfit Minded, where I bring you everything movie and music related. Today is Monday, January 21st, 2019. And you know what that means. It's Misfit Monday. where I'm bringing you the box office numbers over the weekend for all the top movies. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day today. It's important to remember his legacy now more than it ever has been. I got to see glass today with my little brother. I'm going to be doing a quick review of that and maybe get into some spoilers after I give my initial thoughts. Don't worry, I will give you a spoiler warning. Uh, And last but not least, I didn't get to do uh, some of my favorites from 2018 that didn't make my top 10 list. So I think I'm just going to dedicate some time in going over those some of that have been overlooked some that I have just been catching up. I've been catching up a lot on 2018 movies. I think I'm all caught up with what I've wanted to see um, or even ones that I didn't know about until I, you know, did my research and, you know, what people thought was the best of 2018. Um, and I found them on streaming, Redbox. I've been I've been going in. I've been putting in work uh, this last month on break because I start school tomorrow. The semester starts back up again and I won't have as much time to dedicate to all that. So... I've been going in a lot. Um, I think I have a pretty good list of movies that a lot of people haven't talked about. Um, that just because they haven't been the top movies, I feel I still feel like you guys check them out. So that'll be the last segment on today's show. Hope you enjoy it. And as far as the schedule goes, um, I think the problem I've been having is just trying to drop every day. And it's just not possible with my work schedule and my school schedule. So I think by next week, I should kind of have an idea of what my schedule will be like with the semester starting up again and I can officially like announce you know what days I'll be dropping what and also you know when they will be dropping so all of that will come in the in the next week or so but for now stay tuned and let's get into the box office numbers All right, guys, Misfit Monday, I'm bringing you the top movies in theaters for the four day weekend. Uh, I've seen four out of the five, so I can talk about pretty much all of them briefly. Um, Let me just preface this by saying January is a tough month for new release movies, not because uh, people aren't going to see them or movies aren't being released. It's just in the industry regarded as like the shit heap month for studios, to dump movies they're not sure of, movies they feel like are gonna not make as much money. They're just like, well, January's that month, and um, last year was pretty bad. I remember two years ago has been pretty bad. Um, I remember Split was a January release when it came out. That was a nice surprise, but you know you'll find like one surprise in the whole month, um, and that's usually how it's been in in my opinion at least uh it's been that way this month as well I haven't gone to the movies as much and uh, the two movies I have seen are on this list that have come out this month so I'll give you my thoughts on that and like I said I've seen four out of the five so let's just count down number five spider-man into the spider-verse I saw this movie on a Christmas Day with my brother. You can see my Stardust reaction at my profile, Misfit Minded, on the Stardust app. This thing was just so epic in its ambition, and the way they told the story of Miles Morales, but also in bringing all of the spider man together into one universe. Um, you know, further bringing home the idea that anyone could be a superhero, and that Spider-Man is just a teenage kid. Uh, I mean, Peter Parker is. Um, and that's why he's one of my favorite superheroes. So I think the movie was amazing. Um, the animation style has been getting some like pushback from people. I feel like that's one of the main complaints I hear, and I couldn't disagree more. I love the comic books you know style. It looked like it was taken from a panel of a comic book. Um, some people are um, complaining about the exaggeration of Kingpin. Again, this is taken directly from the comic book. He's just this massive hunk of a person like these fat and bald and just this mass and that's what they went with with the design and so i think it works with the tone of the movie i love the soundtrack um a lot of hip-hop songs good ones in there sunflowers played twice by pulse malone i love that track to this day and sway lee uh yeah i can't recommend this movie enough if you haven't seen it yet go see sony's latest spider-man movie and I can't wait for Spider-Man Far From Home. Needless to say, Spider-Man is not going anywhere anytime soon. Number four, we have a movie that is the only one I haven't seen on this list, but uh, my brothers have seen this, and they highly recommend it. It is Dragon Ball Z Super Broly. Now, this is remarkable just because it's only released on over a 1,000 theaters in the country, and it's number four. Um, and that's, you know, more than some of these other movies like A Dog's Way Home or Escape Room, both from Sony, a major uh, movie company. And it's this is a limited release movie that made that much money just off of the fan base alone. Uh, I did see the last Dragon Ball Z movie they released, um, Resurrection F, and I did enjoy that one. So usually for the animated movies, they do put in a lot of effort. I heard the animation looks really good and you know obviously the fighting scenes are why you go see dragon ball z in the first place so i i will go like not go see in the theaters i'm just not that dedicated of a fan i guess but when it does come out because i'm a movie fan i will see it and i am sure that i will like it um just off of what they've said alone i've heard so dragon ball z super broly number three aquaman you already know my thoughts on this if you heard my last episode where I reviewed it and gave my top 10 of the year i love this thing like the more i think about it the more i kind of want to go see it again (laughs) um i i don't know why i haven't yet maybe just because i've been seeing a lot of things that i haven't from the last year like i said but dc finally got a movie right like in a long time since wonder woman and like i said in my review I, i think i might like this more than wonder woman it's just so much fun a lot of people are just like they can't get over the fact that it's a guy like underwater and he talks to fish or whatever. But that's just so not what this movie is. Like it takes all of the dumbness that is the original cartoon and like completely it, it like channels it into a way that is fun to watch. But that you would still believe, you know what I mean? Like it, it takes us into the underwater scenes are so incredibly um, done with the CGI like down to like the hairs floating it's just like every detail James Wan did a great job with this movie Jason Momoa is Aquaman uh, I never thought I would see someone um, capture that character and actually make him cool he actually just visited Milwaukee where I'm from and was at the Harley Museum and uh just, you know basically saying he's a cheese head and that he loves it here so that was great to see on his Instagram I wish I could have like bumped into him randomly man it would have been an epic instagram post (laughs) um and i would have told you guys all about it but hey we have aquaman uh it made 10 million dollars um still flying high from uh last month as well or should i say still swimming um yeah aquaman again i can't recommend that movie enough like it's it's fun even if you aren't a superhero fan just because of you know nicole kidman's in it um willem dafoe Um Patrick Wilson. It's uh, they got the finest actors. Like I feel like that's the key that Um movies have figured out, these superhero movies, is just finding like the best actors and having them in these ridiculous comic movies. But it brings so much so much weight to it that you wouldn't otherwise get. So yeah, Alcheman, I can't stop raving about it. Um but I will because we have to move on to our number two. This is one I saw in theaters last week. It is Kevin Hart's new movie and Bryan Cranston's called The Upside. It is uh, a remake of a French film, um, which I'll look up in a second. Um, But I really uh, was surprised by this film. Like I was saying before about January releases, they are not up to par with what you'd see throughout the year. Um, the Untouchables is what the original is called. It's a French film. I have not seen that one, but I've heard it's really good. I found that a lot of people that have seen that one don't like uh, The Upside as much, so I'm not sure what that means. Maybe hold off on seeing the original um, or or don't. Maybe you want to see that one first, by all means. Um, but that The Upside made $15 million. Um, kind of impressive. But Kevin Hart does know how to you know, open up a movie. Uh, these are kind of low numbers too to what you would see during the year i'm I'm saying impressive as far as january releases so but I thought that Kevin Hart is was um at his best that I've seen in a while just because when you think of a Kevin Hart movie, you think of the over the top physical comedy you think of like the loudness the upside tones down his character he's the straight man um like not not a doesn't that doesn't mean that he doesn't have his funny moments but for a large portion of the movie, he's just a straight man. He's a ex-convict, an uh, ex-felon that is trying to find a job, trying to take care of his son, work it out with his wife, and then he meets Brian Cranston, who's also a straight man, but I would say a lot straighter than Kevin Hart is, and Kevin Hart sort of brings that, that edge, that comedic edge, though, to his performance and to the relationship that brings out The comedic side of brian cranston so their relationship really sprouts from that and it was uh, a pleasure to watch that um that is the reason you go see this movie ultimately i'm a big fan of cranston uh kevin hart and certain things i I definitely am of his stand-up so to see them both um on screen and their chemistry that they have some of the scenes were spoiled in the trailer like the powerful dramatic scenes were spoiled in the trailer so maybe don't watch that but again nicole kidman is here. I wish she could have um she could have had a, a little more to do in the movie, but I still thought she was good. And uh I think it drags a little bit and um the ending is a little abrupt um to what I was expecting, but overall I liked it um as far as it January as far as this year's films um it's one of the best ones I've seen so far. So Take that for what it is, and uh, I recommend seeing it if you're looking for a comedy. And the number one movie from this weekend is no surprise to anyone that's been paying attention to the releases or even been watching TV or any of the ads that I've been seeing. It is Glass, which made 40 million, no competition. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's latest in the Unbreakable trilogy everyone's back from Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis reprising their roles as Elijah Glass and David Dunn respectively you also have James McAvoy back and uh, Anya Taylor-Joy from Split so I'm going to use this and segue into my spoiler free review of Glass right now I just saw today with my brother and here's what i thought without getting into any spoilers i will say when the movie first started i was fully on board i've been awaiting this movie for a while um i love unbreakable i also reacted to that recently on my stardust and split i liked i saw it a couple times in theaters and i own both of the movies so i am fully <laughs> like a fan of this trilogy and M. Night Shyamalan hasn't done great work in like the last decade um 15 years but what you can say is that he is coming back with you know split uh, i also like the visit so he's he's on an upward trajectory up to this point i the movie opens and basically how it opened is what i wanted the movie to be i couldn't get enough of it i thought it was sh- shot well um there's a lot of nods to How Unbreakable was shot. I was fully captivated for about the first half of the movie. Also, Sarah Paulson is a new addition to this movie that she wasn't in the earlier ones. She's like a psychiatrist and she's trying to reform, you know, all of them because they believe they have powers, which if you've seen any of the other movies, you've seen what they've all done. Um, but she doesn't, so uh, it's it's cool to watch Sarah Paulson just overtake a scene and watch the other veteran actors do their thing. Man, James McAvoy doing even more um, transformations and his twenty four different personalities in this one. It's just really amazing. Like you almost you laugh at it because it's like goofy at first to see like a guy transforming from one personality to the next but he does it so well and with such conviction that you just believe it at a certain point. So he was excellent as always. But once the film starts going um, in the second act, uh, I was still on board with it. Uh, there was a couple of like jump scares, so it still keeps that thrilling, you know, suspense to it. Not a really a horror film like Split was, but I would say a thriller, suspense thriller. Um, and once the act starts going um closer to the third act, and you're expecting this, you know, huge climax, not only for this movie, but for the entire trilogy. And I was let down. And my little brother was let down as well. He he agreed with me. Um it just goes in a in a weird direction. Obviously, Shyamalan is known for his twists. There are plenty of twists. Uh I didn't have a problem with some of them, but when it came to the final third act twist um it just fell flat it just didn't feel like it was an ending um i didn't have a problem with some of the ideas in the finale uh it was more of the execution it wasn't earned Uh, i didn't feel like what he was trying to get across was as impactful as what he thought um i know some people disagree with me but you know i love unbreakable i i think that's might be his best film out of all of them um it's close with six Sense, but as far as like my favorite i think unbreakable by a mile how it upends the the superhero genre and comic book films and i think he gets a little too meta here um he's always had clunky dialogue Shyamalan, as he writes his own movies and that's still apparent throughout the whole film but i had less of a problem with that and just more of a problem with the writing not tying in as tight as it needed to be. But don't get me wrong, I still liked the movie. I was just disappointed. Um, So I still would recommend seeing it if you're a fan of the trilogy up to this point. um, Some people it might work for, the finale might work for them, but it just didn't for me. So that is my spoiler free um, review of Glass. If you want some spoilers, I will get into it in just a second. So stay tuned. So this is my spoiler review of Glass. If you haven't seen it yet, do not listen to this. Go listen to my spoiler free that was right before this and go see the movie or skip ahead to the next segment because this is going to be heavy spoilers. This has been your warning. So Glass, um, two hours long. um, Didn't feel like it. It actually felt pretty short. My brother said so as well, um, which is a good thing. Let me start with the good things that I liked about the movie. David Dunn opening up the movie fighting crime was awesome like that. That's what I wanted to see more of in this movie. And that's one of my complaints that I'll get into later about the use of David Dunn overall. But just the beginning of him like kicking this like kid's ass that's like trying to be viral. um, Despite the super cringeworthy dialogue um, using like Salt Bay and Superman Punch. Like, M. Night Shyamalan writing teen dialogue is, like, clearly an adult trying to write for teens. It's so, it's so cringeworthy, um, but aside from that, yeah, Bruce Willis, as David Dunn, fighting crime, and they actually have his son um, back from the original Unbreakable, uh, which I thought was really cool um, all these years later because I really haven't seen anything from him since then. Uh, Spencer Treat Clark is his name. And I noticed right away, and I was like, oh my God, it's him from the original. It was a nice surprise, and they're working together sort of, like, to fight crime, um, just, like, petty crimes. That was very cool. Uh, that was the first thing that I, I stood out to me that I liked. I wish there was more of it. And it gets going really quickly, like, and then he, he's he's trying to find the beast that's kidnapped these four teenage girls. And just, like, in Split, and he does so pretty quickly uh, James McAvoy, again, another highlight, like, he goes to more personalities that he did in Split, um, I will say, though, like, although, like, he is going through more personalities, um, uh, I'm reading, like, the IMDb, it's, like, 20 names on here, it's ridiculous, Patricia, Dennis, Hedwig, The Beast, Barry, Heinrich, Jade, Ian, Mary, Norma, Jalen, Kat, BT, like that's all the personalities there's more i'm not gonna read all of them but he goes into all of them i just wish they were more like nuanced it was, it's only like second pieces you get because once the, the light flashes as you see in the trailer um the personalities switch over to another personality so you only get little clips of it but it's clips of brilliance like he's amazing sam jackson through the first hour like once bruce willis defeats well, I won't say the beat like defeats, but once him and the beast get captured and it gets to the prison, you get to see Samuel Jackson finally as Elijah Price. Um, I thought that was really, really a subtle performance by Samuel Jackson um, in the wheelchair. I loved all of that. Um, and even at the prison, Sarah Paulson, I pretty much like her in anything that she's in, um, even stuff that I don't like like movies and tv shows i think her performances always stand out and it's no different in this one uh, she's really controlled and um like manipulating the situation because she doesn't uh she's trying to convince them that they're not superheroes so all delusion uh, anya taylor joy is also returning i really she didn't even have a role in this one um like she didn't split they kind of tried to say like with when touching Uh, James McAvoy's character that like she has a special connection to him which is really weird and they never really go back into that so I don't know her her story really didn't work in here Um, I liked pretty much the first half of this movie it was really suspenseful and thrilling Um, at at the psych ward I really could have done the whole thing there Um, but there's a more twists and turns in this film than meets the eye. It's, it is an M. Night Shyamalan movie, after all. The pro- problem that I have with this movie comes with the ending. With the secret organization that's trying to do away with superheroes. And you find that's, that there was Sarah Paulson's plan all along was to supp- is to suppress these heroes. And the way that it's presented is just so... Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like i don't know bruce willis touches her and sees that she's like in this this restaurant with like a bunch of businessmen and women and then they're all part of this organization once the door closes and it's like i don't know i was just like that's how you reveal it like that's her grand plan and then oh i'm skating ahead of myself even before then uh shamalan zooms in to like a sniper's hand and it's like this three-leaf clover and it's like really a lot of time spent on that and I'm, it's like am I supposed to know what that is like what is he doing and then there's like another person with the same thing another SWAT team member and you're like okay what's going on and it just came out of left field and it, just the way it was revealed was was not earned and I thought that was going to be the end of the movie like with all everyone dying and it's like david dunn didn't get a a proper arc like as the hero elijah elijah didn't really get anything and even the beast they're all gonna die and at the hands of sarah paulson and her like three leaf clover gang (laughs) it was just really silly um and not in a good way like kind of like the village twist it just really wasn't earned and then you find out that it was actually elijah's plan mr glass's plan all along to upload all the videos from like from the psych hospital um to inspire other heroes because she was trying to suppress the heroes of the world you find out that's her plan and then it ends on this upbeat note but i even had a problem with that because it's like sam jackson is the villain you know he's releasing the beast and he has this whole elaborate plan to you know have something in front of this building and to expose um, the beast of the world but also he bribes Bruce Willis's character that he's gonna kill a lot of people and you know you find out kind of that that's a ruse I guess but it's very untraditional to what superhero movies usually are there's a big showdown and if you're expecting that you were kind of let down like me and my brother were um, Yeah, it's just, it all comes down to that third act, really, for me. And it's going to work for some people. It's not going to work for other people. I think there's still a lot to like about this film. Um, Even another thing I really liked was using deleted scenes from Unbreakable and flashbacks. I thought that was very effective in not only conjuring up, you know, feelings of Unbreakable and putting you in the minds of the characters, but just you know, showing how long this franchise has come. And it's, it's something I really have never seen done before. So I really appreciated that. Also the twist about, um, you know, Elijah killing the beast dad in the train, I thought was a nice twist. Like some of the twists do work. Um, I, I saw it and did see it coming, um, that they were gonna be connected somehow. I also think that the movie tries to be meta in certain points and almost to a fault where it's like, wait, so this is how normally a comic book movie would end, but this is not that type of comic book movie. And it's like, anytime you're explaining that, it's just not a good sign. So I thought it did a little too much of that. Obviously the dialogue is clunky at certain points. It's an M. Night Shyamalan written movie. Um, He still has a lot of the directorial flares that you see in Unbreakable, which is my favorite Shyamalan movie. And you get a lot of the suspenseful moments um, in the psych hospital, um, that you know is reminiscent of Split and more of the horror elements. Overall, it's a mixed bag. I would give it a two and a half out of four um, or a three out of five. So, I still would say go see it if you're a fan of Shyamalan or uh, just in general. If you, if you, there's nothing really else to see <laughs> this month other than the upside, which I went over. So, those are the two movies it really depends on your mood but it's an interesting trilogy and experiment obviously Shaman's movies are always gonna be different from the norm um, and this is not like any other superhero trilogy or movie you're gonna see so those are my thoughts and let's get into some underrated films or top films of 2018 so we can move on and look forward in 2019 all right so 2018 was a good year for movies music and tv shows i gave you my top 10 movies but i didn't give my top albums tv shows and i didn't give some underrated movies that you might not have seen so that's what i'm going to be doing in this segment let's start off with albums daytona by pusha t the man went to war with drake and he came out on top that's all you need to really say but on top of that he put out a great album produced entirely by kanye west some of the best beats that he's produced uh in a long time and Pusha t always delivers lyrically if you know you know um what would meek do with kanye west um infrared where he came at drake there's just a lot to take in here on top of the drug rap which pusha t is the king of at this point i don't see anyone else doing what he does so go listen to that if you haven't another one that i really enjoy is astral by travis scott um he hadn't released a lot of music up until that point uh, he was just in the news for like kylie jenner and all that jazz but put out another great album to add to his resume sycamore i hear almost every week it's just a banger drake this thing on that the music videos have been uh crazy stargazing i love that i love the videos um travis Scott had a great year and i can't wait to see him next month when he performs at the pfizer forum drake put out a double lp in scorpion and the amount of singles he has off this thing alone is like crazy and all the streaming records he broke it's 25 songs um but yeah nonstop. uh god's plan i love elevate i didn't really love i'm, I'm upset like it's an okay album it's not my favorite from drake but Sanders rose that's probably my favorite song on the album with mob tie as well talk up with jay-z worth mentioning and nice for what he just had a good album um it's, it's a solid album that uh, will live for a while and then until his next one when he drops and then <laughs> we'll just be on that one. Uh, soundtracks. It was a good year for soundtracks. The Black Panther soundtrack was really good. Kendrick Lamar did his thing on that. Post Malone with beer bongs and Bentleys. Kid Sea C- Ghost, another one from uh, Kanye West. This one with Kid Cudi, a really great return from him. Uh, uh, Tiana Taylor's album um produced by Kanye West was a very sleeper hit that I think more people need to talk about um because she's very talented um I was sleeping on her before this album and I'm not gonna make that mistake again because what an album and then she dropped the remix with um Wu-Tang Clan the gonna love me remix yeah KTSE I did a full album review is how much I loved it and I rarely do those so another seven track album from kanye west and company that i really love um probably my top r&b album of last year so go check that one out kanye west um solo album yay that's the best album he's put out in a long time in my opinion so yeah kanye west had a great year musically i'm not going to talk about his politics because that is not what i would consider a great year (laughs) carter five um little wayne put out a decent album Little long for my taste, not as good as his previous Carters, but you know, as far as what he has been putting out um since then, it's it's not a return to form, but it's something that I will take, you know, little Wayne putting out music like that is a good sign. Kamikaze from Eminem, kinda of the same deal. He when is the last time he put out something on this bar pa- on par with this? The song with Joiner Lucas, um, not a like i like that song uh he has just uh, a really good comeback um that's more in tune with what he was doing when he first started and going after it and not caring what other people think i think he was just in his head um with his last few lps and he talks about it about not liking his records so I'm, i'm glad that kamikaze he got one with that and the last one is kod from j cole again another artist i got to see last year seen him about three four times i really enjoy j cole's music and messaging and his experimental album about you know the drug drug use and 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 when it comes to hip-hop is one that i think really needed to be heard at the time uh let's move on to tv shows as far as tv shows probably my favorite top tv show i saw from last year is the haunting of hill house on netflix if you love horror man this thing is creepy as hell um but even on top of that it's a really it's a family drama and that's what i like about it is the family dynamics um all the actors involved it was directed with a lot of skill this is not an easy show to digest there's multiple layers to it i'm going to be watching it for years to come I hope I can own it. Netflix doesn't really release their uh, TV shows as much as because they want to keep it on streaming, but I would love to own Mike Flanagan's, what I would consider a masterwork from him in The Haunting of Hill House. So if you haven't seen that yet, absolutely loved it. Another horror show, this time from Stephen King, Mr. Mercedes. Didn't love it as first as the first season. This is the second season. But I still think there's a lot of nice surprises. It I got a little more Supernatural, which is a Signature King. And the performances all still great. It, it turned from more of a cop chasing a serial killer show to a serial killer chasing everyone else. So I liked how they flipped that dynamic. Chaos of Rock, another Stephen King one, was one that I had really high expectations for. And didn't love it as much as I wanted to. But Sissy Spacek alone... Um, really nailed it, her role, and Cobra Kai, another show, Um, it was a reboot of the Karate Kid movies from the 80s, and man, that, what a surprise, like, I did not expect anything from that show, because it's on Netflix, or not, not on Netflix, on YouTube, and it's like, you know, I had to get a whole YouTube plus account or whatever they call it and I was like what's what's gonna happen with this but they really killed it um Ralph Machio's back um William Zapka as reprising as Johnny and again how they flipped the dynamics to where he's the protagonist now um I just thought that was really smart storytelling and I cannot wait for season two Atlanta uh Robin season I only watched the first half uh second half kind of lost me, but the barber episode the cat Williams episode um the the episode where uh, the trake episode where there the dude steals from the mall the shoes from the mall like those episodes alone really elevated it for me because the comedy is just so on point to what <laughs> you see um what I see and childish gambino donald glover is just so ta- talented and i will champion him forever because i've been a fan of him since before he was famous i don't see- say that like um just to be a dick I, I really have been so yeah i i hope the best for him and atlanta's a great show you guys should all be watching big mouth i've been meaning to watch more of same thing with bojack horseman But from what I have seen from both shows, um, really funny stuff. So those are the shows I think that you guys should check out if you haven't already. As far as movies go, let's go best documentaries of 2018. Uh, No documentaries made my top. It's kind of hard, but if I did have to pick one, I would go three identical strangers. It's a really fascinating true story that i don't want to spoil anything for you but just about triplets that's all i'm gonna say and how they find each other is the least interesting thing about this story it gets crazy it takes a turn about halfway through and you will not forget this one won't you be my neighbor um i just loved seeing fred rogers on the screen again um especially during these really divided times it really is a heartwarming story that if you're you need a pick-me-up that just go pick this up because it's you know like i said heartwarming everything that he represented is in this film so i'm glad he has something like that to remember him fahrenheit eleven nine from michael moore um just a shocking look at how trump became president but also the faults of the democrats and how they helped in helping him get elected uh it's Looks at the Flint water crisis, about the school shootings, just takes a a look at current America, which I really liked. Robin Williams, come inside my mind. Um, I do like the book better, Robin. It's his uh, biography. Uh, But if you are not a reader, I recommend this book or this movie. (laughs) Um, They do. They show a lot of footage, which you can't get in the book. Um, And how can you put his performances into words like how you can put his comedy and his uh hyper comedic nature into words it's, it's impossible like even when i was reading the book and they would reference something he did i would immediately look it up on youtube and see it for myself because he was just a force of nature and i think they captured that well i just didn't like how they handled his death in the, in the movie if that was my one complaint um which is why i got the book and the book's final chapter is what i wanted from the movie i just felt like the movie played it safe so other than that i love robin williams and i think for the most part did it injustice and this one's like a half documentary it's called american animals and it's about this bank robbery based on a true. obviously it's a documentary half documentary it's got the real people that try to rob these this artwork these um really expensive artworks from their college and it went terribly wrong but they have actors reenacting what they're saying so it's a really cool concept and i I enjoyed it for really getting to the heart of what is true and what's not but it tells different accounts from different people so they're sometimes they're conflicting other times they agree on stuff and it's just crazy how these kids thought this was a good idea (laughs) so i I just recommend it because they go down this really dark and deep wormhole comedies i thought it was a good year for comedies uh game night was probably my favorite one but then you have uh it was a really surprising one too it's got a lot of action jason bateman um i highly recommend this rachel mcadams that's my favorite one other than that i got blockers with john cena (laughs) Uh, and leslie mann i thought that was really funny that's probably my second tag um really good great cast of people john ham um jeremy renner yeah it was just a really funny uh hannibal burris really funny ensemble comedy jake johnson they played this game of tag their whole life and you get to see them as adults like still playing this based on a true story again and it's not what you expect uh crazy rich asians was a romantic comedy but i thought that was really good thoroughbreds a really dark comedy that i saw no one talk about what man that movie was super messed up and super funny and mid-90s jonah hill's directorial debut i thought was really impressive for his first film and i hope he does more as far as horror goes a quiet place was really hard to cut off my list but i love that film as well i have it i own it the steelbook Revenge um, is a foreign uh, film, French, I believe, and it's a rape revenge movie. But it's so much more than that. Super gory and action packed. And you're not going to want to miss that. It's just stylistically. It's one of the most beautiful films I've seen last year. um, And I really mean that. It was another one hard to put off my list. Unsane. Steven Soderbergh's newest movie, directed on an iPhone. Really impressive stuff. It's a psychological thriller, but you're not going to want to miss how he does that. Jay Farrell has a nice cameo role in there. Um, Yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. I just wish the ending was a little bit different, but I understand why he took that direction. And finally, Cam, which was on Netflix. I was really impressed by it. The main Lee's performance was really captivating throughout the entire thing um, in delving into the lives of cam girls, um, which, you know, you got all the sex appeal and all of that, but on top of it, it becomes a really engrossing thriller um, at times, like delving into the supernatural. I'm not going to say anything else from that, but it's really just a weird Twilight Zone type of movie, so I enjoyed it for going as weird as it did um action movies obviously mission impossible fallout i thought hotel artemis got a lot of unnecessary hate because of the john wick comparisons but still worth a watch den of thieves is such a guilty pleasure gerard butler has found his niche in these guilty pleasure movies um and i love heist movies so i highly recommend that o'Shea jackson jr is in it um just a really great ensemble cast and on a fun time, um, I thought the Purge first first year, or whatever that shit was called, <laughs> um, was it election year. No, that was the last one. Um, but anyways, yeah, the, the Purge prequel, we'll call it that, was a lot better than uh, oh the first Purge. I was close. It was a lot better than people were making out to be, and I I might like it might be my second favorite one after um, the second Purge movie. Uh, on top of that, we have Assassination Nation, which is just, oh my God, that's a really crazy movie. Again, on the state of America and in the first opening minutes, it tells you everything that's going to be in the movie. And that still is not a warning as to what eventually it was. It's You got all female leads and the vicious nature of the internet is really exposed and they literally have to fight back against it and i just love that crazy journey all the way up until the end i thought it was really um really well done uh superfly is the remake of the 70s movie um i had no hopes for this movie and it was very pleasantly surprised by the direction um it has everything you, like you would expect from a movie about a pimp. You got the sex, you got the drugs. As far as story like line, it's not reinventing the wheel, but director X puts enough stylistic flares in terms of the color, the actors, um and just the choices in acting that it really stands out from the pack um and what it does as a as a um gangster movie. So I liked it for that sci-fi i thought upgrade and ready player one were so close to being on my top 10 but yeah really great films upgrade um is basically the better version of venom if you liked venom uh upgrade does it better it <laughs> it's a, about a guy who's you know artificially enhanced and you know the whole movie's got like a siri in his head helping him out in these situations in a futuristic movie Saw that so really enjoyed that one, Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg, very epic in its scale, and all the 80s references, um, loved it for that, all the video game, movie, t- like, everything, it's just the ner- a nerd's wet dream, and I loved it for that, I just, the third act, it kind of um, loses me a little bit, so that's why I didn't make my top 10, but I still, it's a, it's a real guilty pleasure to, for me, at, too, at this point, I'm not ashamed, uh, as far as dramas, uh, I would say uh, Tully is one that uh, I was really surprised by. Charlize Theron about like being a mom. The ending, very surprising. <laughs> but um, up until then, it was you know, very funny and gave me a good look and what parenting is like. Very good birth control. I'm not wanting to have kids at any time at this point. <laughs> uh, eighth grade, Bo Burnham's directorial debut in writing very funny really captures the awkwardness of being in middle school um better than any movie i can remember so um i really recommend that especially in the social media era yikes i can't imagine being in middle school (laughs) and uh this era uh widows um very beautifully shot huge ensemble cast it's basically the female version of heat so if that sounds interesting to you Highly recommend that one. The Hate You Give, such a really powerful, dramatic film about, um, you know, police violence and brutality, um, but also about so much more than that, about um, identity issues, um, you know, fitting in to a all-white school. Yeah, I just I loved seeing that, and it's directed by George Tillman Jr., a native of Milwaukee the rider a very crazy almost documentary too this could have fit in the documentary category but about this horse rider who got a very serious injury and can't ride anymore and him dealing struggling with when something you've done all your life that's what all you know where do you go from there so i thought it was just such a powerful story um all the way into the end and when i found that it was a true story man very very um you know it's it manages to be dark but also um hopeful at the same time bad times at the el real john ham chris hemsworth um another great all-star cast that is a very small story at the end of the day um and i really liked it for that um jeff daniels really standout performance from him i'm glad he got recognized at the golden globes um yeah, he's just such a fantastic actor. Um, Wait, did I say Jeff Daniels? I always do this. <laughs> I get mixed up with Dev- Jeff Daniels and Jeff Bridges. It's Jeff Bridges. Um, Yeah, as the father of um, Bad Time at the El Royale, really standout performance. And uh, it's something you don't expect. It's basically like Reservoir Dogs inside of a hotel. And best superhero films, obviously Black Panther. I know people are probably mad I don't have it on my list. Um, there's just some flaws in the third act that lowered it for me. Uh, Aquaman, man, if maybe if I seen that earlier, it might have made my top ten. I loved it that much. Um, I can't sing the, its praises enough. Go see it. Teen Titans Go. I loved it. Um, I know I had Incredibles two on there. That was my favorite animated, or uh, actually Spider Man. Was my favorite animated but teen titans go was my third easily um really fun movie and uh you know it took an unconventional story about them trying to make a all-star movie when they're side characters and i I thought it was very interesting the direction they took a lot of fun cameos um from other superheroes in there as well deadpool 2 um, i thought it was a solid follow-up to the first one although i still prefer the first one I still think uh Deadpool 2 was hilarious. Ryan Reynolds is was born to play Deadpool and um I prefer the unrated version actually, um, which I own and so much action in it. <laughs> uh cable I thought was a good addition. There's some nice surprises in there. And superheroes X-Force was like some of the funniest stuff I've seen. Um and shirt cocking it. Yeah, that, that movie's just so funny. Ant-Man 2 was good and uh yeah those are my favorite superhero movies and i think that's all i got for you guys i think those are my honorable mentions and underrated movies that you guys should see in every genre music movies tv i got you on every single thing because that's what we do at misfit minded we represent the haves and the have-nots but also and most importantly the misfits (laughs) um but yeah i think that's it for tonight guys um gonna go watch maybe one thing before i go to bed and then school tomorrow so thank you for listening to misfit minded and until the next episode enjoy your mind trip but don't trip on your mind blah